This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, we'll talk to Fortis BC. They've got some great tips to save you some money on your energy bills. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. It was a big announcement from the B.C. government as they announced their four-stage reopening plan this past Tuesday. It meant an immediate reopening of inside dining and some small social gatherings. Not so for movie theaters, though. They will have to wait until phase two. So that means it will be June 15th at the earliest before we can leave Netflix at home and head out to see a movie on the big screen. And the theaters aren't all that happy with that. The CEO of Landmark Cinemas, Bill Walker, says it's unclear why people still have to wait for a movie when we can already eat with friends at a restaurant or have friends over. He disagrees with movie theaters being categorized as a higher risk venue pointing out that during this entire pandemic, there's not been one case of spread linked to a movie theater. Walker does say he's pleased that they at least have a date and a path forward because, as you might imagine, the closure of movie theaters has been devastating for that industry. The folks who run the PNE are cautiously optimistic about this year's fair. It will be the Pacific National Exhibition's 111th birthday. After Tuesday's announcement of the four-phase plan, Uh, They're hoping to be up and running this summer with what they admit will be a scaled-down version of the fair. PNE spokesperson Laura Balance says they've now restarted planning and admits it will look a little different and daily capacities at the PNE will be much smaller. And a Vancouver driver has shown us exactly what not to say to a cop when you get pulled over for speeding. He was doing double the speed limit, according to Vancouver Police Sergeant Mark Christensen. Christensen took to Twitter this past week, shared a photo of his radar gun that showed 106 Ks an hour. It was a 50K zone. Christensen also tweeted that after he was pulled over, this guy told him the speed limit was too slow. And he also told him that he failed his driving test twice for going too fast. Christensen said at that point he decided this guy was walking home with a $368 fine for his trouble. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, we'll talk to the folks at Fortis, B.C. about the future of energy here in B.C. And we've got some great advice on making your home more energy efficient and ultimately saving you some money. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and Fortis BC is a name we all know. They have 2,400 employees working to provide natural gas, electricity, and renewable energy to about 1.2 million of us in British Columbia. But they're also working very hard and investing a lot of money to increase energy efficiency in the province. And with us now from Fortis BC is Danielle Wensink. Uh, hello, Danielle. How are you doing? Hello, Martin. I'm well. How are you today? Very, very good. Um, and my first question is, I always find it kind of funny because uh, I know that Fortis is investing a lot of money and a lot of resources and a lot of education uh, to help us become more energy efficient and uh, to have things be more sustainable in the province. But it's, it's funny to me that uh, by being more energy efficient, you're actually selling us less of your product, which is kind of interesting. 
Uh, that's something I hear quite a bit, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, we are an energy company, and our business is, is all based on delivering energy to customers. Uh, but at the same time, it's really important that our customers use that energy we deliver uh, as efficiently as possible. Right. So uh, we see that um, you know that we have um, you know a number of different incentives and support to help customers, whether it's homes or businesses, uh, to help them use the energy uh, as efficiently as they can. Um, and that uh, ultimately is a win-win, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's, it's good for everybody. Yeah, and I, I want to talk a little bit later on about uh, ways people can save money on their Fortis bill, what are, what some of the culprits are. Um, I know I, I just got a new furnace, very happy about that. Uh, but uh, before I get to that, I want to talk about this 30 by 30 target. It's Fortis BC's 30 by 30 target. So what is that and how do we get there? Yeah, uh, 30 by 30 is uh, a target that we um, set back in 2019 now, which feels like a long time ago, <laughs> Yeah, especially given what, you know, we've all been living through over this past uh, year and a bit. Um, but the, the target is about reducing our customers' emissions by 30% by 2030, so relative to, um, and that's relative to 2007 levels. So it's uh, quite an ambitious ambitious target. It's in line with some of the targets that have been set um, by the provincial government as part of the Clean BC plan. And it's, it's, it's an important part of how we can help as Fortis BC in decarbonizing uh, energy in the province. So there's a number of things that make up the 30 by 30 target. Uh, improving energy efficiency is, uh, is a key component of that. Um, so tar- targeting um, homes and buildings with uh, high efficiency upgrades, like your new furnace, for example. Um, and uh, also we're involved in encouraging um, the adoption of higher building standards for new construction projects um, through, uh, we offer uh, um, rebates that align with the new, uh, the BC Energy Step Code. Um, so that's, the, that's uh, one of the four ways that we're um, supporting uh, the 30 by 30 target. Energy efficiency is one critical component to helping uh, our customers lower their uh, greenhouse gas emissions while keeping costs affordable uh, and improving um, building and home comfort. But we have a few other things that make up part of that 30 by 30 target. So uh, renewable gases and increasing the production of renewable gas um, in uh, BC and, the, and using that renewable gas uh, in our system. So that's uh, today most renewable natural gas is created from uh, organic waste, uh, including you know household food scraps. So those um, those uh, bins that uh, people use um, you know throughout the Lower Mainland for um, composting uh, for uh, regional composting. I live in South Surrey, so. You know, our, our green bin goes out to the curb every week. Um, in Surrey, actually, those all of that compost goes into a renewable natural gas uh, production facility uh, here in the, in uh, the city of Surrey. Um, so that's the renewable gas piece. Uh, uh, the other two key components of the 30 by 30 target are uh, looking to our ways to lower greenhouse uh, lower greenhouse gas emissions in the transportation sector. So we're using compressed natural gas in uh, fleet vehicles and um, electric vehicles. We have electric vehicle infrastructure, charging infrastructure uh, in our electricity service territory in the southern Okanagan and in the Kootenays. 
Um, and we're also using uh, uh, liquefied natural gas to help reduce emissions in the marine industry. So we, um, in fact, uh, there's a number of BC ferries that are, instead of being fueled by traditional marine fuels, they're using natural gas, and that lowers uh, emissions as well. So that 30 by 30 target is, um, as I said, it's an ambitious target. Uh, it's made up of uh, a number of different areas, and uh, you know we're already making progress on it, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So 30 by 30. We're, we're talking to Danielle Wensink. She's from Fortis, B.C. And uh, 30 by 30, reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. And I guess for most of us listening, um, the, the way we can sort of be part of this is in our home. And uh, what are some of the, the most important things that people can do, not only to save some dough on the bill, but um, to, to, to help be part of this and help uh, lower their, their carbon footprint in their home? What are some of the big culprits in somebody's house? Well, you know, uh, a lot of it is, um, you know, older and, inefficient, and less efficient, uh, you know, energy systems. So your, um, you know, your heating system, your furnace, for example, uh, your hot water tank. Um, as, and so by upgrading, and these are not, you know, these are, these are not, you know, not, um, these are important upgrades, but they're not something folks necessarily think about every day. Right. So those upgrades are, uh, are real opportunities um, to, to uh, improve efficiency. And ultimately, um, they also, in addition to saving on energy bills, they actually also help uh, with uh, home comfort as well. And um, those, are, those are some of those bigger equipment-type items. Uh, but as well, you know, one thing we see um, in particular in the Lower Mainland, so not necessarily throughout the rest of BC, but uh, we see what we call uh, fairly leaky homes, so uh, air tightness. So if you feel a draft, right? In, if you feel a draft, you know, do you have it, Martin? Do you have any, you know, areas of your home that sometimes you're like in the winter you feel, hey, it's it's cooler in here or it's drafty? Yes, yeah, I have to, I have to say we do. <laughs> it's okay, we do too. <laughs> we do too. And so something as simple as uh, in the industry, we call it air sealing. But, uh, you know, it's about weather stripping and, um, and, uh, and, you know, looking at those doors and windows and, and adding your weather stripping or, uh, you know, upgrading your door sweeps or um, also, you know, like just taking a look at the, uh, at the, at the window, uh, at the window sealing, the window caulking. So, those are some of those. Those are really simple, low, um, uh, low, uh, low, lower cost items that you can do. Uh, and then, of course, uh, homeowners can move all the way up to um, you know bigger, uh, bigger upgrades like uh, new upgrading equipment, uh, as well as looking at insulation. And in some of our older homes uh, in BC, I know when we moved into the home we're in now. One of the first things we did was uh, was we upgraded our furnace because it was about 20 years old at the time. Right. And I worked for Fortis BC, and so that was you know an important thing to me. Not nearly as exciting as a new kitchen, but you know <laughs> still a lot cheaper. Uh, and we also looked at our insulation, right? Um, and so in older homes, uh, you know, some of the uh, there's opportunities to upgrade uh, insulation. Um, we also, uh, over time, we've replaced all of our all of our windows because we had the original windows, and so that, those kinds of things certainly help. But um, you know, upgrades like that they uh, they can be um, they can be costly, and you have to figure how you're going to work those into your into your budget. So um, for our customers, 
uh, we have a number of tools that they can access. Uh, for homeowners, um, there's a, under in our um, online account or our account online on fortisbc.com, uh, if you log into that uh, or set up a user ID, if you don't have an active user ID, you can access a tool that we call My Energy Use, uh, where you can complete a home energy assessment and you tell us, answer questions about your home, and then uh, we'll be able to provide some information about uh, different uh, energy efficiency improvements that can be made uh, to help uh, to help uh, improve the efficiency of the home um, and save uh, and save uh, money and energy. So then those range from you know lower cost items like the um, window sealing and weather stripping that I talked about to uh, you know some of the uh, higher cost uh, items uh, such as um, insulation and furnace upgrades. And uh, you know luckily we are able to offer uh, rebates for uh, all of those, and that's a big part of what my team focuses on at Fortis BC is ensuring we're offering rebates for uh, customers across the province. Yeah, and I, I can speak to those rebates because I, I just got this. Uh, one of the reasons why, I mean, I needed a new furnace anyway. We needed one because it was about 20 years old. But I was very, very impressed by the, the the rebates that are available for getting a furnace. That's a big part of the strategy for Fortis BC. Those are pretty generous rebates. Uh, absolutely. We recognize that, uh, you know, some of these upgrades, the higher efficiency equipment, it, uh, it, it costs a little bit more than putting in, um, you know, regular efficiency. And so uh, we offer the rebates to, uh, to help customers uh, offset some of that additional cost. Yeah, and and I can also speak. You you talked about comfort because because like you say, it's not a new kitchen. It's the sort of getting a new furnace is the least sexy thing you can do to your house. But in a way, we are my my wife just the other day mentioned it. She said, "I'm so happy we have a new furnace because the house is warmer on a on a more consistent level than it than it's ever been, and it's uh, it's quieter and it's more energy efficient, and uh, the bills are lower. So I, I'm I'm really happy that I got a new furnace. Well, I am really glad to hear that, and we hear that kind of thing from uh, from customers regularly. That um, you know that when they they do uh, upgrade the equipment, it uh, it does uh, improve uh, improve their home comfort. And for some of our customers who um, you know, one of the things that it really warms my heart on a regular basis is that we offer we offer um, we offer programs for all customers, right? For um, for from businesses and homeowners, and we do have um, we recognize that for some customers, affordability is uh, is definitely a challenge, and so we offer programs for customers uh, who um, who might be um, who might be uh, struggling a little bit more. Uh, and in, in those cases, we offer uh, free uh, energy savings kits for customers who, uh, who qualify uh, in terms of their income. And that program can also um, include, uh, you know, comp- complete uh, free installation of, uh, of um, upgraded uh, equipment, um, up- new furnaces, and, um, and, uh, po- and insulation in some cases. Um, and we partner with uh, with BC Hydro on that program, actually. So it's electricity and uh, gas equipment upgrades that uh, are a part of that. But the best thing about it is that we are, you know, we're helping customers across the province. And some of the most heartwarming things I receive are uh, thank you letters from customers who really know, you know, like that that their their home comfort is significantly improved, and then they uh, they thank us for uh, for the work that we're doing. So. 
you know, that uh, it's always great to hear stories like yours and some of the other stories that I hear. Right on. FortisBC.com, uh, I guess, is the place to go, and you can find out a lot about these different offers, about rebates, about how to make your home more energy efficient. And uh, we can all uh, get behind this whole 30 by 30, reducing our greenhouse gases emission, greenhouse gases, greenhouse gas emissions uh, by 30% by 2030. I, th- I believe that's what it is, right? That's what it is, but it, I know it's a mouthful sometimes. <laughs> well, you think I should be able to say that. That's kind of my job. Um, so this is Vancouver Consumer. We're going to come back with Danielle from Fortis, BC. We're going to talk more about how you can uh, save money on your, on your home heating bill and uh, how uh, we can all work together to become more energy efficient in this province. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking about uh, energy with Daniel Wensink. She's from Fortis, BC, and Fortis, BC is uh, into something for the past few years uh, that they are hoping will uh, save us a lot when it comes to our greenhouse gases and the amount of energy we use. It's the 30 by 30 target. It's reducing greenhouse gas emissions 30% by 2030. And uh, we, we were talking about, uh, like, I got a new furnace and, and how it, it, it's more than just uh, an energy-saving thing. It's, it's a comfort thing. And it, it sort of made me think about how much I take for granted being warm in my house. And I guess that's something we all kind of take for granted. You must sort of see that uh, working for, for an energy company. Do you think that's true, that we take it for granted that uh, being warm? Oh, absolutely, Martin. I, um, you know, I say that quite regularly, and I've been in the energy industry since uh, the mid-90s, in fact. Um, I've uh, been with Fortis BC since 2003, and back when I started, I was a new grad uh, out of UBC um, uh, working in alternative energy, and that was when I started to realize we do take energy for granted. You know, generally, we don't think about it until we don't have it. Um, yeah. But it's such an important foundational element of our lives. And, uh, and so, uh, so, yeah, I, I do. It's something that, uh, you know, that we hear all the time. And it's like, as we were talking uh, before the break, you know, we were talking about both of us having upgraded our furnaces uh, in the, you know, you most recently and me uh, quite, quite a bit in the past now. But, you know, when, when people buy new homes or are living in their current home, you know, their energy system isn't something that they think about as much, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the things like, um, you know, some of the more visible appliances are, uh, or things like the uh, kitchens and bathrooms, um, even the paint on the walls, those are things people focus on more. Uh, yet that energy is really, is that fundamental component of, uh, you know, our, our comfort and, um, and just kind of living day to day. Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. And it's like you say, you don't notice it until it's gone and you're cold and you realize, holy cow, we have it quite comfortably in this in this culture. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're very, very fortunate. Um, and in, in BC, we, uh, you know, we, um, you know, we do have, uh, 
a very reliable uh, energy system overall, which is, is fantastic. We're talking to Danielle Wensink from Fortis, BC. And uh, Fortis is also very, uh, very focused on communities. And I guess when you're looking at BC, because it is Fortis, BC, uh, every community is different. There's a there's an urban community, downtown Vancouver, and their energy needs are different. And then you have rural populations. Their energy needs are different. So why is it important for Fortis to focus on communities across BC? You're, you know, it's um, communities are really it's it's where we live and work, right? Mm-hmm. We offer, um, you know, we deliver um, energy to 130 to customers in 135 communities uh, throughout the province. Uh, as you said, you've got your more urban communities um, like uh, you know Vancouver and uh, and the uh, you know the Lower Mainland, um, Greater Victoria and Kelowna. But then we have, you know, we have customers in uh, in the West Kootenays. And we have customers in the north, and uh, those environments, you know, BC is such a vast province, um, and we do have quite significant differences uh, throughout the province in terms of, uh, in terms of climate, um, that, uh, that uh, you know, those customer needs are different depending on where you live. And, uh, and for us, working, living and working in those communities, we have, uh, you know, uh, with our 2,400 employees, we have employees, you know, living and working in all of those communities. And um, it's really important that we partner with communities to, to support them uh, as, they, uh, as they continue to, to grow. Um, and so working with, uh, you know, Indigenous communities and local governments and ensuring that we're supporting them in meeting their various goals uh, is, is a very important uh, part of what we do. So if, uh, within, within our energy efficiency team, in fact, we partner quite, um, quite closely with uh, with um, with the different municipalities uh, and uh, indigenous communities throughout uh, throughout the province, um, we you know we're definitely very very focused on ensuring uh, that they um, that we support them in in uh, some of the ambitious goals that uh, that they have, both from a uh, you know a climate standpoint and addressing um, addressing uh, the need to reduce greenhouse gases within their communities. Uh, um, and within buildings in their communities, as well as, uh, you know, looking at the importance of uh, supporting um, residents of those communities and businesses in those communities in terms of uh, energy affordability and bringing all of those, uh, bringing those items together. So mm-hmm. our, uh, our efficiency programs really do help, uh, help uh, support uh, both of those areas. And a lot of municipalities are are promoting, you know, full electrification of buildings, uh, like space heating and water heating, uh, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. How does natural gas fit into to to this future, uh, in, in in where everyone is looking to reduce emissions? Well, natural gas is is uh, it's is um, going to play a very important role. We believe in a lower carbon future, or, or more specifically, the um, natural gas and the energy system that uh, that uh, we have in BC um, that delivers gases. Uh, it's interesting. I'm going to tell you a little bit of history um, as a part of answering this, uh, okay. this question. So, Fortis, our history, our roots as a company is Fortis BC, and we've been through a number of names. Um, folks might remember some of those prior names, but way back when. In 1860, um, we were uh, our roots. In 1860, are with the Victoria Gas Company, right? And the Victoria Gas Company delivered coal gas for heating and light in Victoria. 
at that time. Right. Um, the other important part of our roots uh, go back to 1897 to West Kootenai Light and Power. And West Kootenai Light and Power started uh, in the supporting the mining industry and the supporting community with electricity. So what, what, what's really interesting for me about that is, you know, we don't deliver coal gas today. Right. <laughs> Uh, and so um, I'm, I'm guessing coal gas is not the most efficient energy <laughs> or, you know, for greenhouse gas emission. I, I would expect it's not the cleanest, yeah. you know. And um, and so, you know, as 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 uh, time passed and as technology evolved, you know, we moved to where we are today, which is predominantly um, in our gas distribution system. It's it's uh, today it's mostly um, uh traditional natural gas uh, but we actually were the one of the first we were the first company in North America to offer renewable gas for our customers we've been offering renewable gas um, since uh, 2011 uh, for customers now today it's it's a small portion of what we deliver through our gas system but we are um, you know we're steadily increasing uh, and we've made some really great advancements in uh, improving that supply. Uh, to support um, decarbonizing the building sector. And when you combine energy efficiency and renewable gas, we see, uh, you know, a real opportunity for um, Fortis BC to continue to support, uh, you know, those greenhouse gas reduction goals in buildings and in municipalities. Right. Uh, we also have, as I mentioned, in our electricity service area, uh, charging infrastructure for electric vehicles, which will also uh, also support some of those municipal goals. So, I do see a you know a very real uh, a very real role for um, our gas infrastructure. But the gas we deliver today is um, going to be different than the gas we're delivering you know twenty uh, twenty years from now. Right. Uh, and renewable gas. I, I think a lot of people might not be all that aware of what's going on with that. You're saying that this is from from uh, c- composting that kind of stuff. Is that what define renewable gas? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's from renewable sources like organic materials or agricultural waste. So some of our production facilities uh, today, some of the production facilities that we uh, access today, are um, at uh, at dairy farms. Uh, or near dairy farms, or uh, for example, I mentioned the uh, the uh, production facility in Surrey that takes advantage of all of the uh, organic uh, matter that's picked up in the Surrey green bins um, weekly. So it uh, you know it's um, it's it's taking what would otherwise be wasted, and there's a lot of complicated technology. I'm not an engineer, so don't ask me to explain it. <laughs> Uh, but there, the, the, the ga- it's processed uh, to um, create uh, the gas that can be injected into our in existing uh, gas lines, and it mixes with uh, the uh, conventional natural gas uh, that's in the system. So uh, it, is, uh, it is an up-and-coming area, and it's definitely one that I think, as you said, a lot of people don't know much about because um, it goes back to, you know, it's one of those things we don't really think about too much. Yeah, exactly. We're just warm and we're happy. <laughs> we're just warm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it is a very exciting, for an energy, an energy geek, a self-professed energy geek like me, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. I was excited back in 2011 when we started offering it uh, for customers and the growth that we're seeing uh, as we move forward, um, I'm very excited about, uh, you know, we're expecting, we're projecting that uh, by 2025, about 10% of our total gas supply will be uh, 
renewable gas. Wow, that's incredible. And uh, we're talking to Daniel Wensink, a self-described energy geek from Fortis, BC. Uh, we're talking about the 30 by 30 target for reducing our uh, greenhouse gas emissions in British Columbia. And uh, one thing that I always think of with Fortis is the um, Fortis, BC is the, the commercials for safety. And if you smell eggs, uh, uh, so really quickly, if somebody does smell gas, uh, I mean, it, it, it's take it very seriously. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We say smell gas, act fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we want you to do is leave where you are if you're in a building um, and uh, don't, don't touch any light switches. Just leave where you are and um, call us or 911. Right. Yeah. And, it's, um, and it smells like eggs. It smells like rotten eggs. Right. Which is, I think we date ourselves now with the rotten egg reference a little bit. Why, why is that? Uh, just, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll share a story. Okay. Um, I'll share a story. So I have a, I have a daughter who is now 19, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, many years ago uh, she was maybe eight or nine, and so she started, you know, doing some cooking on her own. Right. And we happen to have a natural gas uh, range in our, a natural gas stove in our house. So we managed, after all of the upgrades I talked about a little earlier, after, you know, doing the new furnace and all of the less, uh, all of the less visible stuff for, to our home, we did eventually update our kitchen and got this new gas stove. And so there's one, uh, one um, day just before lunch, and she asked, uh, she said, hey, can I, can I start boiling some water for some uh, mac and cheese? I said, great, go right ahead. I was upstairs, she's downstairs in the kitchen, and all of a sudden I could smell gas. Right. And I came quite quickly, I would say. I ran down the stairs uh, and ran into the kitchen, and she had just started to smell it herself, and she was coming from the family room to investigate. And I I said to her, um, probably not in the calmest of tones, I said, didn't you smell that? You know, like, what happened? And and she said, she said, well, mom, I don't know what I don't know what natural gas smells like. And I said, well, it smells like rotten eggs. And she said, well, I don't know what na- rotten eggs smells like. <laughs> and I just that was it was a really interesting little aha moment for me because, um, you know, I I think uh, you know I I just naturally knew what that was. But maybe a rotten egg was something we experienced a little more often back uh, in the uh, 70s and 80s when I was growing up. Yeah, you might be right there. So so basically, if you smell something funky, it smells, you, it smells bad. It we all, smells bad. Yeah. It smells bad. It smells like sulfur. Yeah. You know, we'll leave, we'll leave it, it at that. Well, yeah, it just smells bad. So definitely, if you smell something that, that makes you pause, um, you, know, you know, leave the building and give us a call or call 911. Good advice from Danielle Wensink from Fortis, BC. And if you want to go to find out everything that Fortis offers, including rebates, if you're thinking of upgrading uh, things like your your furnace, uh, go to fortisbc.com, find out all about that. And uh, best of luck to all of us with this 30 by 30 target that we're reaching. And uh, it was great talking to you, Danielle. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you too, Martin. Thank you. Daniel Wensink is from Fortis, BC, fortisbc.com. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, we're going to ask Andrew. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, along with uh, Andrew Ferreira. He's our executive producer. 
uh, Vancouver consumer. It's time for Ask Andrew. And uh, Andrew, you're very excited uh, about a, a new festival which has your two favorite things. Yeah, it's well, it's not new, but it is on hiatus. Um, I, I was kind of looking around for things to talk about for this, uh, and then I saw meat and beer, and I said, <laughs> "Well, I don't need to." Uh, I've, that's fine. I know what I'm doing. Meat and beer. Meat and beer. So this is something that um, has ran before, but due to the pandemic and in you know through all of 2020 was was postponed. Uh, but Brewery and the Beast, which is a wonderful name. Uh, we'll be returning to Vancouver sup- Sunday, September 26th, public health guidance permitting, of course. Um, this is going to take place at Pacific Boulevard and Carroll Street. Uh, and here's kind of how it runs. Brewing the Beast usually is in three cities, Vancouver, Victoria, and Calgary. And the, the big goal of it is actually to get people to be more conscientious uh, about what they're buying and what they're drinking. Uh, a whole lot of the focus is on on buying local uh, and supporting small local businesses. Um, so usually how this works, and as I read this, I salivate. Oh, mm, excuse me. Normally, uh, so attendees, you usually get like a wooden board with a cup holder for your beer, along with a hand slash face cloth to use in between chowing down. Uh, local barbecue, roast, etc., etc. joints, pulled pork. Uh, if it's made of meat, it's probably there. Um, the info and 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 the and the the ticket dates and particulars are not are not out yet. Uh, they're hoping to have those out in June. And again, like every event that we've talked about here over the past year and change, uh, this is all you know subject to public health approval. Uh, making sure that everyone follows, uh, you know, strict guidelines to keep everything, uh, you know, hale and healthy. Because really, you know, this is amazing, really. <laughs> like, I, 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 there's nothing more I can say about it. I mean, you, you tell me, you know, beer and meat, like, you have right. me down. So again, this is, you know, I, I'm even at a loss. It's, you know, it's the end of my work day on Saturday here. So, so my brain is checking out and thinking only of meat and beer now. But again, this is hopefully happening. Uh, Sunday, September 26th, 2021. And, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen from past ones here, they've got like, a, I'm looking at an open-faced banh mi. Banh mi. A, a Vietnamese sub. Oh, those mm, are good. Those are so good. Uh, turkey wings. Right. Pork belly sliders. Barbecue boar shoulder. Right. Uh, chicken and waffles. Can't go wrong with chicken yeah, and waffles. Chicken, so there's so, but there's some, you know, bread there, technically. There's some carbs. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose there's bread. Yeah. Uh, rolled pork belly with apple and garlic scapes. I don't even know what scapes are. I'm not high class. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds delicious. I don't know what they are either, and it sounds great. Blueberry chevre and blue cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pork sliders again. So anyway, I'm salivating thinking about all of the possibilities here. So and and I I feel like I've used this platform to soapbox a lot over the last year and I'm going to do it again. If you want something like this, if you want to go out to Pacific and Carroll uh, and eat meat off of a wooden board with a beer in hand, we got to take ourselves seriously here. We're still in the pandemic. This isn't over. Uh, while vaccines are still getting uh, plugged into arms here, uh, we're not out of the woods. So just because the end is in sight, it doesn't mean that it's over now. So it's important now more than ever to make sure that we are, you know, taking care and doing everything that we can to make sure uh, that we can have fun events like this where you can roll your face around on a wooden board and inhale meat. 
Yeah, that's uh, you. You bring up a good point because when's the last time you ate anything off a wooden plank that wasn't really good? Mm, I actually can't. <laughs> it's all it. If food, it's always good. If food is on a piece of wood, it's generally pretty good. Always. Well, thank you, Andrew. That's Andrew Ferreira, the executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, and that's it for us. Uh, we are here every Saturday from two to four. The news is next, and we'll see you next week. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.